Hey, hey, I'm Saving Content Zone at Acosta, and welcome to .exe, a saving content podcast. It's episode 34, and joining me today is the fellow who wants to tell a it all a like a balla, Eric Acosta. Hey, it's me. I'm like I'm like a tell-all book, man. I just tell it all like it is. Read it out. Like a ball. Like a balla. Like a balla. I guess the way you have that is like, like a ball, uh. Uh? Well. It all, uh, like a ball, uh. I could add an H to it and be ball, ah. Uh. Balla. I have some uh, air in the back end of that throat. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> So it's uh it's another episode, another another day, another another game release, another <laughs> a um, few actually. Well, not game releases, but there's <laughs> one game release and a few DLCs and some dilk dilk. So you you had a question for me before we started. Let let's get that out of the way first. Yes, have so being the foodies that we are. Yes, I have not partaken, but have you partaken in the adult? Uh, uh, Happy Meal from McDonald's. Oh, you mean the cactus something meal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the something or another mealy cactus thing, whatever that is. Happy Fun Time Cactus Meal. Let me pull up my McDonald's app, and we will see what the dumb name of this thing is. No, I partook <laughs> of something else yesterday. Um, let's see. It is. The Cactus Plant Flea Market Box. Yeah, that thing. Okay. So I have thoughts. Now. Thoughts? Uh-oh. Hot takes? Uh, no. I mean, they're probably on par with what everybody else says. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So normal takes. Normal takes. With, takes. with some. Normal takes with a little pepper on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> a little spice. A little spice. So. One, the, uh, when I first heard the name, I thought it was dumb. Turns out yeah. that's actually a name of a brand, which is a little a little easier to take in, but doesn't change the fact that is a dumb name for your brand. It's very confusing <laughs> to me. I didn't realize it. I was like, oh, what is this thing? <laughs> so it sounds like if they do this in the future with other promotions, it'll be the blah, 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 blah box. Kind of like right. they did the... Um, the different meals, the different um, yeah, like music the BTS meals. sauce meals and or yeah. BTS meals, yeah. Um, so all this is it's a Big Mac meal with a toy, and there's nothing wrong with that. But they the the toy is what's really wrong with that. It's not <laughs> a really nice collectible. There's people who are collecting it, and that's fine. They, you know, you do you. I think it's an ugly little piece of plastic. So I'm, I've not bought the box because otherwise you just buy a Big Mac meal and it's you're sick. getting a Happy Meal box with, you know, promotional stuff on it. Right. They're not doing anything different than any other fast food places do right now with their box meals like Taco Bell and everything. The only thing that they've changed is that they've included a, f- a free prize inside. <laughs> so, no, I have not... I have not bought the cactus plant box. What I have purchased was McRib because they're back 
And the press release that they put out for this McRib is, they say, you know, obviously for a limited time, because that's how they do all the McRibs. Uh Um, But they make mention for the final time. Yeah, I heard that. And they don't. What? what? (laughs) They don't elaborate on it. So, so it's like, wait, do you mean you're not bringing this back again? So there's a lot of confusion going around. I don't imagine they will just discontinue it all outright. It'll just be like the McRib has always been when the pork prices come down for McDonald's to purchase a bunch of pork. Right. They will go out and buy a bunch and make, you know, these pork patties. So I bought some yesterday. I say some because I bought two. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was never, I was never a McRib person, but that's because I'm also not a barbecue person. I don't like barbecue because I don't like sweet meat. So, like, yeah, this has to do with your weird sweet meat thing. Yes, I, meat to me is not supposed to be sweet. It's supposed to be salty, always and forever. You can have so sweet like, and salty though. I didn't say you can't. I mean, you can, but not on meat. <laughs> My meat is. It needs to be salty. The saltier, the better. But, like, I don't do barbecue. I don't do, like, glazed hams. Um, like, I, I'll i eat them to be respectful of whoever made it, because, you know, uh-huh. I'm not a monster. But of course. Right. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> I'd rather not have glazed ham or, or maple bacon. Um, I'll eat, you know, regular bacon. Yeah. So, but yeah. That's weird. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so so I'm told, so I'm told. Uh, So the, the thing about the, the McRib though, it is, it's made just like the chicken, uh, nuggets and the, um, McChicken is made where it's just ground pork and glued together. You know, Mm -hmm. glue is a poor choice of word. But it gets the point across of what they're doing. It's a binder. So it's usually, you know, binded with some sort of flour, some sort of uh, gelatin. I don't know their exact recipe, but it's basically the same thing they do with their nuggets. Take the ground up meat, put it together, make it into this shape. And then for the chicken, they deep fry it. And for the meat, they flash it, uh, flash freeze it. And then you get to the restaurant. It gets under the, you know, the broiler or whatever McDonald's is using and it cooks and then they slather some sauce on it. Now, when I got this round of McRib, uh, I I usually don't go to this specific McDonald's that I went to, but it was on the way home and I didn't feel like driving an extra two or three minutes to get to the one I normally <laughs> go to. So this particular McDonald's, they they did not slather the barbecue sauce on the McRib like everywhere else does like every other McDonald's it seems like they take the patty and they dip it dip it in <laughs> so they soak in the, the the barbecue sauce yeah it's like they dip it in and then they pull it out and it's just covered uh, <laughs> this one it felt it felt more like they had a brush and they just brushed it on top so that was already a little bit disappointing um, <laughs> and then they just kind of haphazardly threw all my onions all over the place and barely any were left on the actual McRib itself. Both of them. Sounds so, like you had a, that's a, that's a bad McDonald's. Don't go well, back yes. to that one. And again, that's what I say. I don't usually go to this one. 
but I did not feel like going out of my way to go to the one I like to go to. <laughs> so well, I got live home, and learn. And I decided I'm going to make a Big Mac out of my McRib to make a McRib Mac. And, you know, it's... Big McRib Mac. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But... Well, here's a question. Is yes. it as good as our double McChicken sandwiches that we used to make? No, no, because okay. I can still... And it's cheaper. Uh, so <laughs> two McRibs True. and I got a free large fry was like $8 and some change before tax. I could go and get two McChicken sandwiches and a large fry for under $5. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's significantly better tasting. Yes. And if I wanted barbecue sauce, I could just put some barbecue sauce on it. Which you Because you're insane. You don't put barbecue sauce on a McChicken. You, you no. put mayonnaise and you put lettuce. Mayonnaise and lettuce. That's it. <laughs> that is it. The, the insane person who put tomato... Uh, on there and decided that that was that was a thing no you can get that you can get out that's insane yeah whoever decided i'm gonna take my freshly fried chicken and then toss some wet tomatoes on top to get it all soggy is a monster monster if you want to put it on a grilled chicken that's perfectly Fine. fine that is perfectly fine in fact i would prefer it but you do not put it on something that's already been fried because it's going to get soggy. And nasty. The texture is just bad. No, thank you. <laughs> well, like, that's the the only thing I will ever get at Burger King is the original chicken sandwich. That's uh, a good know. sandwich. You know, it's a good, it's a solid sandwich. It is, it is done the same way that McDonald's has done their McChicken, the original McChicken, where right. it is a, like a panko breadcrumb uh, texture to it. I think I prefer the Burger King version of that to the McDonald's version of that. Even though when you bite into the chicken of the Burger King one, it almost feels like you're biting into, <laughs> I don't know what the best way to describe it. Like, like they've actively put sawdust. <laughs> so that's the thing that I have, I have compared those many times. And the one thing that I always come back to with the Burger King one, why I don't go to that one. No, I don't get their chicken sandwich at Burger King is because oddly enough, I get the feeling that the one from McDonald's is more real chicken than the <laughs> one at Burger King. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about the, you want to talk about the, what is it? The pink, what is it? The pink, pink slime. Slime feeling like it, it feels more like they, they formed it into a, uh, like a mold, like a, play-doh mold and then fried it (laughs) yeah i mean there's just something about that chicken patty that they use it's it's got it it's an interesting uh texture but it's still good like i will down like two or three of those sandwiches if i'm careful (laughs) no problem um but the the new chicken sandwich they have there you should try that if you try the spicy version, I don't remember if they put a tomato on there. Um, Get that out of here, tomato. Either way, uh, that is closer to a Popeye sandwich and a uh, Chick-fil-A than it is the Chick King sandwich that they did a couple uh, months Ugh. back. Which yeah. that, ch- that the Chick King sandwich was terrible. In fact, in, in the fact that they tried to copy 
the Popeye sandwich, mm-hmm. but they double breaded, and it just ended up being this this lump of bread covering this tiny piece of chicken. Exactly, I saw, I saw that, and it's like it it literally just looks like they took a little teeny piece of chicken and now breaded it multiple times. Yeah, and you're just eating you're eating the uh, Long John Silver's like hush puppy just with yeah. some chicken in it. That's what that's yeah. what it, it looked like. It's not even the the good Long John Silver's like <laughs> chicken or anything. It's the yeah. hush puppy. <laughs> so the the sandwich itself just was not good. And then they came out with the Royal Crispy one here, which is pretty good. It's very closely resembling the old Tender Crisp chicken sandwich, which was a mm. good chicken sandwich. But what I find funny is Burger King and Popeyes are owned by the same entity. Right. That's what threw me so far off. I'm thinking Popeye, you know, the same entity owns them. Okay, this is going to be some some cross like, you know. Yeah. Hey, we want to get into the chicken game. Hey, here's how we do it at Popeye. No, they're not even close. <laughs> they did yeah. their own thing. It's like you would think. Now, obviously, they're not going to give them, you know, they wouldn't want to have another restaurant have the exact same Popeye's formula and everything. Right. I, I get that. But like but they something should, closer. They should know uh, that they could probably um, lean on them on how to actually bread a chicken sandwich. <laughs> like they could get the same basic recipe without the spices and it'll probably taste like a, a church's chicken, which right. is very similar to a Popeye's because fun fact churches and Popeye's were owned by the same company in the early two thousands, late nineties. And yep. that's how <clears throat> churches ended up with a very Popeye's like chicken because they use the same formula. They did not use the same uh, spices. So right. you can tell the difference when you bite into a church's chicken, or I guess they call them now Southern churches or something like that. Um, but you can tell when you bite into a church's chicken that it's like, oh, this has the same texture as a Popeye's fried chicken, but boy, Just it doesn't with a taste the flavor. same. Yep, yep, yep. Well, that's, so, I mean, I guess technically, if that's the case, then wouldn't, wouldn't, Burger King's uh, coffee be better too, <laughs> or more like Tim Hortons? Isn't that the same company? I do believe Tim Hortons is under that same umbrella. Um, maybe it is, and we just you know <laughs> you just don't know. Because I, I now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever recently gotten breakfast at Burger King. Yeah, it's twofold because one, uh, yeah, I don't remember the last time I got breakfast at Burger King, and two, I wins the. T- only ever time you've been to a Tim Hortons, like they're up north and once. into Canada. <laughs> I I have had Tim Hortons coffee once. We were in Buffalo. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it, I mean, now that I think about it, I don't think it was anything amazing. It really was really just like cool. Tim Hortons tastes like coffee. <laughs> Honestly, as person who drinks coffee and loves, I'm not a coffee snob, but I love to you know have some coffee. Um, I honestly cannot taste the difference between a lot of different blends. Yeah, when it comes to brand, so like you have a light roast or dark roast Starbucks versus this Food Lion like store brand. Maybe the Starbucks is a little smoother, but you, I, uh, you put a taste test in front of me like you do, like Pepsi and Coke. I couldn't tell you. The only thing that, and this is where my I made fun of a lot of, not made fun of, but I, I, yeah, basically made fun of <laughs> a lot of people with like uh, coffee snobs was 
not right. the coffee, how it was made. I'm the I was of that ilk of like it's coffee, it brews the same way. Just put that crap into a a, a coffee machine and whatever. It'll it'll taste the same until one of the guys I used to work with did like um, pour over or the no um, that does. There's a difference. There's yeah. a big difference in that. And I was always made fun of them for it. And then I tried it and I'm like, okay, well, I get it now. <laughs> it's not as burnt of a taste because it doesn't boil out and all that jazz. You haven't gone too hot and mm-hmm. I get it. Okay. I understand. It is a, it is a smoother for all anyone that doesn't, uh, that hasn't tried it like a pour over or a um, French press. It is a much smoother coffee because it's not as burnt. You didn't overdo as long as you didn't overheat the water um it it's not burnt it's not that it's not nearly as bitter as right. a, from like a coffee machine right and it, you know it also depends on your grind and everything mm-hmm. and so there there are factors there that can make a a single bean taste totally different uh right now granted but i'm when not it gonna comes- go in i'm not blooming nothing okay i'm not gonna let my coffee sit and bloom ah. listen that may make it better that is far too much time seven in the morning six in the morning for me to care (laughs) so when i've done a pour over a very rudimentary pour over because i don't have one of those little carafes that have the uh, yeah the pour over thing so i just took a funnel and put a coffee filter in it and sit it on in top of a tall glass and did my pour over that way and i was unintentionally letting it bloom apparently because i didn't know blooming was a thing till much later on, in that I poured my water in, and then I'm like, oh, well, I don't want it to overfill. I'm going to let it sit there and drain a little bit. Yeah. And oh, that's blooming, apparently. And yes. then, you know, I continued pouring. Um, you know, it's a, it's a fine way to make a cup of coffee, but yeah, it just, there's, there's, a, there's more effort that I'm willing to put into There's a time it. investment that I'm not willing to put in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm okay with the coffee. Like my coffee machine that I have does very well. It doesn't do a, very, a bitter, as, it doesn't overboil, overheat the, the water as much as some of the cheaper ones. And it grinds on its own. So I put full beans in, grind it, and then go. So it's kind of like right out of the gate. It doesn't do any blooming, but whatever. But it only takes like 10 minutes, not even that, to fully make coffee. That's the amount that I'm willing to spend. I'm I'm willing yeah. to spend about 10 minutes and the effort to put the beans in there and put the water in there. That right. is it. I'm not spending <laughs> an 15, 30 to an hour to, you know, to make the smoothest cup of coffee because I have things to do. I'm not rich. <laughs> exactly. You know, you, you have you have your things to do because you got to make money or you mm-hmm. have things to do because you don't have time to do the things you like to do because you have to make money. So you're doing the things you like to do at these times. Coffee can wait. <laughs> right. And I'm there's going to, I know I'm going to get some shade of some people back out of this, but I also have what's called children and they don't allow you to savor anything. No, of course not. <laughs> so yes, here's the thing. The majority of, and this is all anecdotal, but the majority of my friends that do a lot of the the blooming and, and are kind of what I consider coffee snobs, right? Right. Where they they do all this blooming, or even with tea and la- letting it steep and stuff like that. Oh, sure. They don't have children. 
<laughs> so they have the time to do this. Sorry, my kids, you know, my kids wake up at like 536. They go to school. My youngest is going to pre-K. So she is, has to be at school at 855. I'm up by, you know, 530 helping the other two and right. making sure they've got all their stuff. By the time they're ready to go to school, my youngest is up. So there's no, there's no time to like make a quote unquote good cup of coffee or steep a good cup of tea because <laughs> there's no time for it to just rest. <laughs> uh, accurate. <laughs> so kids, that, that yeah. there you go. Hey, and you it. know what? At least you only have one who drinks coffee. So mm. at least he, you still get some. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't drink coffee. He drinks creamer with a splash of coffee. I mean, I don't see anything too terribly <laughs> wrong with that. Cause there, I've had days where it's like, you know what? I want more creamer than coffee right now. <laughs> I need, listen, I need that if, sweetness with a little hint of bitter. If it ever gets to fit, if it gets to 50, 50, which is what Keegan was doing about, if it gets to 50, 50 ratio where you have 50% coffee to 50% creamer, you don't like coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you like Starbucks. I mean, yeah, you like a frappuccino. You don't like yeah. coffee. Yeah, yeah. And that's what he was getting to. And I'm like, listen, bud, if you're doing 50-50, you know, if my 64 ounce of creamer isn't lasting two weeks, we have a problem. <laughs> yeah. You know, speaking of coffee, coffee. Uh, the other day I had gotten an email from a PR rep and they were they were promoting a um, a little web flash game regarding their their brand of coffee um it's a it's a spicy coffee <laughs> so spicy. it has it has uh ghost pepper and it's got um habanero carolina reaper Car that's what it's Car carolina reaper. habanero carolina reaper so i'm like yeah hey um if you guys are interested in sending some i'll i'll try it <laughs> so i've got a few bags of this really spicy coffee that I need to try. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of the best way, because I'm going to make a video with it. I'm just trying to think, how how do I want to do a, a video with these coffees? And I, I'm excited and cautious at the same time. <laughs> because I've had, like, a, a hot, spicy hot chocolate, where... You know, uh, Starbucks, there was a time that they were doing one of those for like the um, the winter and it was hot chocolate with a little bit of cayenne pepper in there. Yeah. And it's good. You just don't overdo it. Then it tastes like pepper. And, you know, and then uh, it's not you just, it, you know, liquid pepper. That doesn't taste good. Yeah, that doesn't taste good. Ain't nobody like that. Uh, so, you know, sometimes I'll make hot chocolate and I'll put a, a little dash of cayenne or chili pepper in there. and. Uh, it's it's good. It's nice, a nice little sweet heat. So I'm curious to see how this coffee goes because you can the extra hot one, the um, ghost pepper. Can you, you smell that heat? You can smell it through the bag. Oh wow! Okay. Um, I mean, granted, you can kind of smell. You can kind of smell most coffees from the bag. Yeah, but this is like this. This you smell it. You're like, oh, that's a ghost pepper. <laughs> the other thing I'm concerned about, and I'm gonna, I'll probably have to test, is if the um, coffee will leave an oil residue 
with the capsaicin from the the pepper. Because if it does, then that means anything I grind or anything I put into the curing has to get washed. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, although, you know, I guess I could, the next time one of y'all come down to visit, I'll make one for myself and not clean it. (laughs) And and see. And then see if anybody complains. Oh, this coffee, it's too spicy. It's spicy. Yeah, spicy. What did you do to it? (laughs) Listen, the the most spice I want in my coffee is an apple spice. Actually. The local coffee shop we get coffee from every once around mm-hmm. here, Joan and Joe's, which you've had. Um, yes, they're good. Gotten you the beans, yeah, they're pretty good. They've got a, um, they've got an iced, uh, apple butter spiced coffee. I think I had that one the last time I was yes. up. Yes, and it, I it, asked them if they could make it hot, and he's like, "Hey, that's a good idea." And he did it. Oh my god, that was like the changing aspect of that. It made a completely different taste. It was delicious. It was funny because when I when I ordered that, I was thinking it was going to be hot, not, you know, not fully reading the stupid menu, (laughs) being a dummy myself. Yeah. It's like, uh, oh, right. I guess it is cold, isn't it? Which is fine. You know, it's basically ends up being a a frappe at that point. But I was totally expecting it to be a hot. And hearing that uh, it's very good hot. Sounds great. I I, next time I come up, uh, we'll have to. have to get a hot version. <laughs> yeah, and and being that it's like that fall flavor, it's going to be yep. here until until probably December, January. Yeah. So, yeah, this, this little coffee shop, obviously, they're like, you know, they're like, what do, they, what do you call them? The, um, it's a mom and pop. Mom and pop kind of, yeah, coffee shop. They, The owner, he works the near the front desk and fun to talk to. Good dude. Yeah. So, we like to, yeah. Uh, invest in <laughs> the local uh, businesses local businesses yeah so but since we're talking about food uh-huh um, i'll go ahead and i want to i want to i want to throw in my uh games that i've been playing that involve food oh food and games who would have thought right it's like peanut butter and chocolate i mean delicious <laughs> reese's pieces and you reese's know peanut butter cups okay <laughs> real quick i have yeah. i have a bone to pick with Whoever put okay, so I had <laughs> I was surfing social media, and one of these um, congregation websites, congregator websites, um, where they just take a bunch of news stories and you know oh, put them up. Yeah, um, someone had retweeted. I think it was I think it was on Twitter. So they had retweeted this list of America's favorite candies. Oh, and it it wasn't like state by state but it was like you know okay well which candy do you prefer do you prefer Reese's or do you prefer this and it shows you know basically the color difference you know a red and a blue over where most people prefer and maybe it was state by state now that I think about it anyway the the one was do you prefer Reese's cups or something else there's and another company that makes the same, like, Reese's Cups. No, no, no. It was... But it was just it, different candy in general? Yeah, a different candy. Oh, okay. Uh, another really popular... It was, like, Snickers or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, and, and, like, 75% of the U.S. It, in fact, there's, like, a... You know, it splotches, but most of it was Reese's Cups. And I'm sitting there like, that is the worst of the Reese's candies. <laughs> <laughs> there are better Reese's candies. 
a cup is good, but it's not the best. Um, and then, and then, this same thing was like, okay, uh, which are better, Twizzlers or Red Vines? And before I even saw the the outcome, I'm like, it's going to be Twizzlers, mainly because Red Vines is a West Coast thing. And when you look at the map, right when you get to um, around the California border or close to like Colorado and the Rockies, you know, kind of going that way where it's technically the West. Right. Was all red vine color. Everything else was Twizzler. Yeah. Like you said, I think that's just that's brand familiarization versus taste. Now, I have had red vines and I've had Twizzlers, and they are definitely technically different uh, licorices. Uh, yeah, but they both suck. I, I don't mind a Twizzler. I'll, I'll down a few red Twizzlers. I'm not going to touch any black licorice, that's for sure. Licorice is garbage of garbage. <laughs> um, they, <laughs> they, Jake. There was also one's like favorite movie candy, and it was between Whoppers and Milk Duds. Ooh, Whoppers. Yeah, that's what I said. Whoppers. No, apparently America likes Milk Duds. America, you dumb. Milk Duds are oily caramel rocks. <laughs> that's what I they think, are. I honestly think it's it's Milk Duds mainly because that was actually the main, like Whoppers came into the whole movie scene later. I'm pretty sure Milk Duds were like American, Americana. Maybe, like I don't know. I just know they're bad. And anybody they're who likes good. them are bad people. I said it. <laughs> Okay, I wouldn't say that far. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you get Halloween candy, or I'll start by saying when I got Halloween candy, but uh, when, when I we. say when I say I or we, I really meant you should as well. When you see that yellow box that says milk duds, those go trash. right in the trash. trash. Just right in the trash. We would always, always have a pile of milk duds off to the side because there's so many of them, first of all. Yes. And that's a good sign. In a mixed bag of candy, if there's a lot of that candy, guess what? It's a crap candy. It's a it's a bad bag. <laughs> You've bought poorly. <laughs> well, no, like yeah, if if you buy like the mixed candy bags, right? They always put the the ones that have the least amount of them. The ratio yeah. is the good candy, and you get filled with filler candy. And yep. Milk Duds is the filler candy. That's why when you buy one of those uh, Hershey's mini bags. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crackle and the Mr. Good bars are the least that you get because right. they're the best. <laughs> they're the best. You get the standard Hershey's, which, okay, people like it, but you know what? Bland. It's bland. You, you got to add it's it to bland. something else. Yeah. So, or something's got to be added to it to make yeah. it worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Candy take. We've, we've done a candy bracket before. Yeah. I'm sure the world knows now uh, the correct statements of candy. Yes. Reese's Pieces. <laughs> well, okay. You know. Mm. They're okay. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah. One of the other things was like, um, it was another handheld candy versus... uh, Handheld candy? Yeah, handheld (laughs) candy uh, versus uh, M&M's peanuts. Or peanut M&M's. And the peanut M&M's didn't win. I'm like... What? What is is wrong with this country? (laughs) They're nuts. Oh, no, they're not nuts. They're not nuts. <laughs> the see that well, no, I mean it's obvious with uh, you know people having this weird aversion to almond joys because they're who delicious. Not like an almond joys, I, mean, I don't get it. Um, I guess people have this. I think it's because coconut's too exotic. 
<laughs> oh no, it's got flavor. It's got flavor. <laughs> Run for the hills. <laughs> My tongue, it's dancing with flavor. <laughs> ah. ah, yes, I'm safe. Bland I'm safe. water. <laughs> mm. Milk chocolate. Oh, don't put any pepper in there. Oh, you put a sprig of pepper. It's too spicy. <laughs> <laughs> too much on me tongue. But to get off of this uh, super high podium we've built um, and soapbox, I mean, uh, I've been playing Overcooked <laughs> because me and Dez got back into it because I, I saw that there was an update for Overcooked. Uh, but specifically, and here's kind of the, the issue, not Overcooked right. 2. The DLC is specifically for Overcooked All You Can Eat. It's uh, the combo package. The, the combo package. So if you did not buy Overcooked All You Can Eat, this DLC is not, you can't get. You have to have that All You Can Eat, which is on the, the consoles. And I think that's also on PC, right? All You Can Eat? I'm pretty sure. Can you even buy the individual games anymore? I'm, I'm yes. pretty sure that it's just the one package. Uh, I think you can still buy Overcooked 2, specifically. And that, that might, may have changed. I haven't looked at it in a while. Um, but yeah, this, this DLC is, uh, I forget what it's called, but the in the game, it's f- like food from around the world. Right. Um, so you make Boba Thai and not... I'm going to spe- specify Boba. it's not Boba Tea, Boba right. Thai. What is... Which is a... It's like a... Okay. How do I explain that? Uh, <laughs> uh, in the game, it looks it looks like a square thing of tofu. Um, okay. And actually, I think I might be saying it wrong. How does it spell? B o b o t i e. Oh, so it's quite literally Thai. Yeah, I think it's Babo Thai or Babo Tea or something like that. I think it's Saf. Anyway, actually, I can type it in. It's a South African casserole. Okay. Um, but it's like a, a more, it reminds me more of like a, like a quiche, but like with more, more Ooh, food to it. I should make a yeah. quiche this weekend. Ooh, quiche. Uh, so it's initially when you read it, you think, oh, boba tea, you know, so it's, it's, it's an egg based dish. Uh, there's that, um, two other foods that I don't remember. Now, off the top of my head, I don't remember what was added. Um, it was fun. And me and Des played it. And we were like, okay, so we've been playing a lot of played up. How much can we get back into Overcooked? Because it, it is a different played up and Overcooked are two different types of games. They are. Uh, we've, we've definitely talked about it. But, you know, Overcooked is all about more of the puzzle. Because, you know, you're limited to what they give you. The world that they've, the, the level that they've given you. Right, and they so actually it, throw uh, distractions and obstacles in your way. Yes, yes. Uh, and it took us a few times to kind of get back into uh, into the uh, swing um, of it. But, you know, after like, you know, three or four times of like, you know, not getting the three stars, we only got like one or two. Then we got, got back into it and we, we breezed through the DLC with, you know, three stars every one. So we're like, okay, we got this. Um <laughs> It was fun. It was, it was a fun bring back into the game, but it reminded me of like the kind of stuff that played up does better. Um, oh, like yeah. I, I don't like like they added these um, delivery bags to it and they've added apparently there are boxes too that 
was added in another DLC. So instead of having a plate, you have a box, like a takeout box. But you have to take the box, go to a station, build the box, and then you now have a plate. So it's kind of like the inverse of cleaning a dish. So instead of having a dish, sending it out, and then getting a dirty dish, and then cleaning it, you make the box. You take the box, make the box first, put the food in it, and then deliver it. So it's like the front end instead of the back end. Same kind of principle. Um, I don't like that. And I think it's just because it they tend to put the boxes a, significantly farther away than the station that you can build the box at. Yeah, that's... um, I don't like that. I don't like the sound of that. Yeah, it, and then there's delivery bags, which it's supposed to be... My my assumption is it's supposed to be like, you know, a DoorDash kind of thing, but it doesn't logically work that way because you're putting in raw materials, not like, you're not like making the food and then putting it in about the bag. It'll ask for like three sausages or three eggs. So like a single um, element. And okay. basically they just put the bag like in front of one of your boxes. So you can't get. You can't get the the eggs out to make the the um, cake because the bag's in the way. So you have to deliver the three items that it wants, and then the guy come. The guy will come from like wherever they're at, walk over and pick it up. It doesn't just like disappear. The person comes and gets it. So you have to once you've delivered it, you then have to wait for the character, the NPC, to pick it up and walk away with it. So that's kind of annoying because it it's added time crunch there yeah um but although i mean it the, again the game is still good i like it still it's just it is a different it's a different game from played up and i think we've kind of progressed on to we like played up more because it's more of a uh delivery game um kind of like diner dash and less of a puzzle time yeah a timed puzzle game so there's that um all you, it's uh, food from around the world, I think is what it actually is called, but for Overcooked All You Can Eat. And then on to Plate Up, we also played that. It's got some Halloween editions in Plate yeah, Up. So, yeah, so what is in the Halloween edition or Halloween content? So there's uh, mainly it's um, um, costumes. Okay. Which is cool. Um, there's a... There's there's one there's one that has a, it's just a piece of pizza a slice of pizza on your head. Um, I wonder if That's that is funny. because a lot of people do the um, pizza for the long runs um, because it's it's a little more simpler. You know, you can make a, p- a pizza and it'll serve four. Yeah. Um, yeah, pizza is like my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Des have been doing pies and hamburgers. Like the pies, a lot of people I've seen online, a lot of people have like issues with. Um, because they're adding, like, they're, they're like, there's too many different types of pies. I'm like, well, then don't add pie, uh, add, don't add other things to your pies. If you just do the meat pies, you're solid. <laughs> right. I mean, same thing with pizza. If you just do a cheese pizza, you're fine. Right. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I think that's probably the reason for that, the, that's, that skin. Cause you know, a lot of people use the, the pizza. Um, there's also like. For Halloween, there's a ghost skin. A, a ghost skin. There's like a pirate hat and patch. Um, there's uh, the one that I like the most. It's like a pink bunny 
ha- a hat. Because <laughs> it just That's looks weird. Um, what else is there? Uh, there's a princess tiara. There's cat ears. Um, so there's, there's you know, a, a few different skins. Uh, try, I'm actually trying to search what the um, everything on that um, update. Do, 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 do. <clears throat> oh, yeah, there's a pumpkin head, a witch hat. There's also like a um, person with the, either the uh, what is Abbott and Costello glasses with the nose and the mustache. Or oh, I don't even know if yeah, that's yeah. Abbott and the, Costello or if that's uh, no, it's um, the um, uh, Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin, that's who it is. Not, I went, didn't go far enough back. Um, the, uh, black rimmed glasses with the mustache. Yes, yeah. There's also, it was teased a little while ago and it is in here. They have the 90 degree conveyors. So it's, it's a grabbing conveyor, not a smart conveyor. But you can put a conveyor down and you can change whether it goes straight, 90 degree left or 90 degree right That's in one uh, spot. Really nice. <laughs> yes. Super awesome. Um, they also add in uh, a teleporter. So if you've played the game, there is dumb waiters, which initially me and Dez and you thought they were actually going to work pretty well. But they kind of don't because like, yeah, you not. have to open it, put the thing in, then close it. And it, it just takes too many beats to really use effectively. Yeah. Um, where the teleporters, it's literally you just put it onto the teleporter and it teleports it to the other teleporter. So that could be a lot better. So like, I mean, you it could sounds do, a lot better. Yeah. So you can actually use the soaking sink effectively, where you can teleport a dirty dish to the uh, tele on the teleporter, teleport it to a uh, conveyor do a 90 degree, put it into a soaking sink. And then when the soaking sink's done with it, it'll put it back into a dish or put it into a teleporter into another dish, into like a dish area. So it kind of makes the soaking sink a little more effective because it doesn't have to be in your way anymore. Right. Right. Um, and they fixed a lot of bugs. One thing that I, I, I did like is they added in, you know, when you do the, uh, cards, you have to pick like if it's an affordable hamburger, you know, the hamburger thing, the affordable or the charming restaurant or the luxury oh, yeah. that kind of thing. Now it shows on the side what they do. So instead of it just being like, you know, writing on the card and then, you know, sometimes it's not about luxury. They'll show you or like a brief description or a vague description. It'll show you on the side, you know, what it actually does, like if it decreases eating or um, doesn't make a mess or whatever kind of thing before you choose it now that sounds that sounds much better <laughs> yeah it, it's, su- it's certainly helpful um and it's one of those like oversights that i can certainly see why they may have that you know had that like oh it's obvious but you know you're you're in line you've got other things you want to get in there that's an oversight that makes that makes sense yeah that that they m- would have missed <clears throat> um there's also they added twitch integration some more twitch integration stuff which um, you know, we don't really do, but I think it's kind of funny because they're kind of cool. Like for at watching, they've added trick or treat mode, um, which there are cards that get put on that like add in, like you can only use one table. Okay. Or um, it, there's things like that that make it a little harder or adding treats, which make it a little easier. Not having the Twitch integration, I don't know. They don't really list all of those things out. Um, but you know, 
it, it seems like it'll definitely add some like you know just uh, something a little harder or simpler for um, streamers um, to change up the model a little bit. Uh, and they also have decorations uh, like we had, and they're free. The Halloween decorations are free. So when you get into that decoration mode to add in like you know cons- the, the, for your um, affordable or charming and that stuff to give you like boosts. Okay. Those they'll add in Halloween decorations, and you can just add those into your, you you know buy them, but they're they're they don't cost anything. So like a pumpkin, I think there's like a ghost statue, there's um, uh, a spider web, you know that kind of thing, um, just to make it more Halloween festive. Okay, I'm down for that. Um, and then they also apparently added some more cards. Uh, one is a herd mentality. All customers come during rush times. Picky eaters, customers can leave food on their plates, which then oh. must be thrown out. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Now you There's gotta two, have the trash can. <laughs> you gotta have the trash can. I, w- I would love to see a, um, almost like a, uh, like a chart of how many people just get rid of their trash cans on, out of the gate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on that. Uh, tipping culture, customers pay based on their remaining patients, so more like Diner Dash. Ooh. And health and safety uh, customers are slowed down by messes. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Slowed down as in getting to their table or slowed down? As yes. In- yeah. So like when they walk through, they, they just like you as the, the delivery person, if you run through like a mess, they would slow down too. Uh, but those aren't, those are cards that you, you know, that can be cho- uh, chosen, not, right. they're not like um, um, added to the game in general. So it's it's a pretty if I think it's a pretty good update, um, especially a free one. Yeah, you know, for a free one, that's not bad at all. Yeah, um, I'm really I'm really liking this this developer uh, so far. They seem to be more on it with um, with and more in tune with what um, the the player base wants. Which you know you you <laughs> you want a developer to be quote-unquote we're listening <laughs> right and i love uh, so far it's like they're listening there's a discord that they have um that you can con- you talk contact to but they're not like they're not doing everything people want you know they're listening and saying okay what is what does make sense you know we're not just adding it in because people want it we're adding it in because it does make sense and it makes it either easier or challenging in a way that's fun like they're not just throwing stuff in there because you know people are complaining and just want an easier model. So that's all. Right. Like I said, that's that's fun. I like the game. Um, Me too. We play it a lot. Uh, we we were looking at it uh, yesterday, yesterday, or two days ago, and uh, we did. We happened to see on Steam how many hours, how many hours Des has played. Uh huh. Can, can you guess how many without looking at Steam? I think you can look at other people's Steam hours, right? On games. Yes, yes, you can. Okay. Um, let's see. Since um, I'm going to say it's it's close to ninety. It it was seventy seven hours on record. Okay, so I'm not that out. far off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So she's played a lot. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a good game. So, it's you know, it's a good game. It is. It is a very good game. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, and it's funny because she played 77 hours of it and then she instantly looked and goes, wait a minute, trophies? What trophies? 
Uh-oh. Or Uh-oh. achievements or whatever they call them. I'm like, yeah, Steam oh, oh no. And then the next game I'll actually talk about it because we're talking about the achievements. She, Cult of the Lamb. She completed and beat, you know, beat uh, her her thing. And she went and went, wait a minute, what achievements are I, am I missing? I'm like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Which is funny because one of them is uh, beating the game. So like, you know, I forget what it's called. Uh, what the name of it is. Um, let's see here. Godhood. No longer a servant, no less than a god. So I, that I believe is you know, you know, you've beaten what's his face and become, uh, you're no longer the servant. You are now the, the you know, the main uh, entity, the God. She's done that. Yeah. That's She's just beating, beating the game. Right. Yeah. But she doesn't have that unlocked in her thing. Uh Oh, yeah. So I'm not sure what's going on with that, but well, I'll have to look it up. Cause you know, she's made a, she's made mention of it and it's like, wait a minute, I have that. And she got, she got grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would be too. That's a lot of work. You know, if it was just something like, oh, you, I've collected this many and I didn't get the trophy to pop or achievement to pop. Oh, that sucks. Oh, well, I'll move on. But if it's like, oh, I beat the game and the trophy and achievement didn't pop. Uh, that's a lot of work to get back to do it again, just to see if. Maybe to something see if it, didn't. something didn't happen or you didn't do it right. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Um, but the reason we got back into Cult of the Lamb is because they also have a. Um, I guess uh, you could say it's a Halloween update. I guess they call it a seasonal update. Uh, the first their first seasonal update. Um, it's called Blood Moon Harvest, which that one's pretty fun. Have you have you tried that out yet? Or no, I, I, s- I still need to hop into Cult of the Lamb. Okay, it it looks fun. I just have so many other games <laughs> that I, it's like, it's that whole aspect of want to play, don't have the time. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. the time that I am playing, I'm spending trying to finish these other games. <laughs> it's one of those, like, I wanted, I, we saw it, uh, Jeremy Dooley was playing it and, uh, on Dooley Noted and, um, we saw it, watched it and. I thought about getting it, and then I'm like, you know, I, it's probably more fun because he has Twitch uh, integration and he has like a following. That's part of um, it. Yeah, and but then Des ended up getting it, and um, she she ended up really liking it. She was it was I I found it pretty cool because she's never played a roguelike game in any fashion, and now she's played and two. she's played two. She's played mm-hmm. two exactly played <laughs> up and and uh, Cold of the Lamb. Uh, so and she's getting this that Cult of the Lamb is definitely a game that's helping her understand uh like dodging and like fighting mechanics cuz yeah. most of her games that she played were or did not involve like direct attacks direct combat right? yeah right um so like you know she's played Mass Effect but she played Mass Effect with the assistant you know, the hell you know the storyline mode basically with the assist of the the computer um, right. so she didn't do a whole lot of fighting um but she's that, that game's really it, it did help her understand those concepts of like you know watching for triggers or watching for um you know uh, boss windups and things. So she's getting better at that. Well, good. Uh, so the Blood Moon Festival is what it's called. Basically, it, it's there's three um skins or three new follower skins. There's a few, I think, four or five different um decorations. Which is like a tree and ghosty stuff, just some Halloween kind of things. Okay. Um, 
and there's a new um, ritual. So to get those things, you have to do this ritual, the blood moon ritual. And then for three days, your air, your base or whatever is um, turns into like a reddish kind of hue, darkish hue, because um, it's the blood moon. And your previous followers have the the ones that have died turn are ghosts, and you have like one or two in your area, and you have to like kind of like Ghostbusters them. <laughs> okay, you've got to catch them, and you open your book and you suck them into your book. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like the uh oh huh. what are they called again um the the trap that you throw down in ghostbusters um uh, trap <laughs> yeah I, I know there's a name for it there's an actual name for it but yeah the ghostbusters ghost trap but it's your book and when you catch them you you get a random either one of the deck your decorations or one of the skins um for your for your cultists uh so it's a cool free update. It's there's not a huge amount to it, but it's definitely it's something that did get her back into to check it out um and play a little bit. Um so that was that was fun. There may be more to to that coming up depending on how things play out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then not to not to interrupt real quick, but yeah. uh, it is ghost trap. Ghost, it is ghost. Okay, so it is ghost trap. Okay, yes. I thought there was a different name for it. <laughs> I I just looked it up, and everything says ghost trap, unless you're talking about the proton pack, which is obviously the big. Oh, backpack. that's what I'm thinking of. Proton pack as the name. Okay, the the actual don't cross the streams laser thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was thinking proton pack. All right, uh, and the last thing I've been playing, which kind of leads into something we've both been playing, is Gotham Knights. Because yes, yeah, you know, everyone's playing Gotham Knights, and everybody every- loves it. <laughs> everyone has a take on it and i've <laughs> realized everyone so many people have like are just so hard hitting on this game of like it's not arkham but if it was they'd hate it because it was arkham yes like I, they could I, do they can't do anything right i i in fact saw two tweets like one after the other where one person disliked it because it was too much or too dissimilar to Arkham. And then the following tweet was, I love this because it's nowhere like, it's no, it's not like Arkham. <laughs> it's right. like, well then, all right. Yeah, it, it, it's that, which, almost like a which, um, which uh, group of people are you wanna, do you wanna satisfy? Which one's the biggest one? Which right. one, you know, I mean, the biggest pie? Um, and one of those things, like, I, Let's, I'm going to put it out there. The game is not amazing by any means. It is not groundbreaking-ish no. like Arkham was. It's not doing anything any other open world kind of superhero game doesn't do. You know, it, it's not it's not like a standout. It's not a Witcher. It's not, you know, it, it, it's not an Arkham. You know, it, it doesn't do something amazing. No, but in fact, I'd say there's a lot more wrong with it, quote unquote wrong, uh, yeah. just issues that I have with it than there are, um, you know, other things. But I'm having a blast playing it. That's it. I'm having fun playing it. And I think I, I we had I'd mentioned to you earlier a while ago that, yes, it's not a great game. The story isn't so far isn't amazing. Yeah, it's but OK. It, it is a loop that I find myself. I could probably play a lot of just yeah. because it's that like I want that Arkham Batman Arkham loop, but I want it to continue. 
which Arkham didn't really have, right? Any of them did. Even even Arkham Knight didn't really have that. Like, like there were um, things that popped up, like uh, cr- uh, crimes that popped up, but they were never really. Like they only took a few seconds. Mm-hmm. The the things that I really liked were the um the shoot what were they what are they called like the the um attacking the base thing. Oh um, yeah, I can't, I can't <clears throat> clearing out called. bases. Yeah. I mean, when 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 I get into open world games like that, that is probably the one thing I always look forward to mm-hmm. is clearing out bases. The worst ones are when you clear out the bases. And then they're on a timer and they get refilled. It's like, I spent all that time clearing that out. Please do not put more people back in there unless I tell you to. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. So I like with Assassin's Creed, I have that issue. Like I cleared out this base. I want it cleared out. I'm I'm, I'm done with that. But like with this, I'm okay with what they're doing because it's like crimes and I want to read the those big the the premeditated crimes is kind of like a uh, a base yeah but, a base with an objective in it yeah and but I like that being redone so I like, think I, I like that happening and it happening again so I think where I end up getting split on that is that because they can pop up at random places in the city there are multiple locations in the city that are designed the exact same way right so that's like oh okay well this is the area where you've got to you know go into a factory and shut off the machines this is an area outside like it looks like an amphitheater so there's Uh a few different places around gotham that are just like that and they're not always in the same spot so like you go to the lower south end you clear out the the one where the people are handcuffed and they've got you know bombs in the handcuffs you might not go back to that one for who knows how long you might have that same mission or right. that same side activity pop up other places in the city and yeah it's going to look the same but you still are in a new area it doesn't feel like you're coming back and doing this thing again you know right cuz they're not necessarily in the same path or or whatnot or it doesn't feel like they are in the same path. yeah that's that's the part that's because yeah. they are <laughs> it's exact copies that they just plop down for you to complete it just doesn't feel that way and yeah. that's the key it just doesn't feel like it so that's that's where like you know they did i think did well it, they've they've given me a game personally a game that i think i could continue playing just to play it yeah, we're sitting here right now doing this podcast, and the only thing that I can think of is <laughs> I'm going well, to hop back in the game. <laughs> do I continue the story, or do I go out and find more of these little little crimes? That was it's, the thing I was actually just thinking. Is like I have no problem. I want to. I want to continue the story because I want to finish the game. But like, I'm actually having more fun not continuing the story. And I think I'm having more fun doing the side repetitive stuff. Oh, sure, yeah. It's a nice way to pass the time and just kind of, you know, doing the side activities is almost exactly what you would want out of a podcast game. You know? Oh, yeah. You go listen to a pot. Whoops. You go listen to a podcast and you just go around the city beating up bad guys. See, and, you, and that's there's that's no like, like um, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's no uh, 
not consequence, but, you know, there's just nothing there to be like, okay, well, if I do bad on this, you know. Oh, yeah. Th- yeah, there's no... Um negative big big negative to coming out of that like you know you lose money or you lose powers or some or like you know you're now now you're going down a different path in the game because you're a renegade or you know something like that right you can just go out there and just repeat these things and listen to a podcast or music and (laughs) Mm -hmm. you just enjoy have give basically give your hands something to do um but yeah, it, like I've I've gone through and I think I've completed Harley's story. At least I fought her. And that was <laughs> the battle that I was complaining to you about <laughs> because <laughs> I feel like they want you to do that boss fight with the um perfect like attacks. A certain powers or yeah. And I'm still not quite sure what they are asking of me to do a perfect attack. And that's where one of the downsides I have with this game is is how they try to uh, inform you of what they want you to do. It's and not great. That that is you know along the lines of like their tutorial and everything. Um, so it's it, it, they on, they honestly tried, but I don't think yeah. the tutorial, especially when it comes to like your attacks, is very good at telling you. Okay, well when you see this symbol then you need to do this. Or when you see the enemy winding up for this, you need to do that. No, they just say, when the enemy doesn't attack, you want to press the dodge button and then you yeah, would well, like, follow up with an attack. Them, what what yeah, does that mean? One of them is that uh, the um, momentum meter one, like you hit R1 and then you press, hold R1 and tap X or whatever you're on, you know, X or A, uh, to do this, you know, momentum attack to stop the, the big heavies. Oh yeah, in there. the, it the just piercing says when attack. It, yeah, piercing attack. That's what it is. All it says is glows red. Okay, yeah. glows red. Cool. <laughs> um, there's no glowing. Yeah. The Do only you mean red the is red a circle. circle. <laughs> the first red circle, the second red circle, the third red circle, or the red circle that has the little spikies, like right. like a Batman pow. Which one are you talking that. about? Because <laughs> so th- in my mind, I'm going okay. I need to dodge the first two red circles and do it on the spiky red but i think what they're talking about is both the first red circle before they start their chain attack is when you want to do that piercing attack because you're interrupting yeah. their chain and you you think that's okay you, you do that but then you do that and it doesn't you know it, it doesn't recognize that you did it so you yeah. either did it wrong or it doesn't recognize it and it would be nice if there was some sort of on-screen indication that showed that, oh, okay, well, I didn't do the attack correctly. Yeah. Uh, or go back to the tutorial and be like, okay, in the what tutorial, did yeah, yeah, did I press the button too soon? Did I press it too late? Am I not pressing it at the right per- at the right point? You know, because there's no reversal in this game. Yeah. It is opposite in that regard for the Batman combat. You are dodging everything. So your reverse becomes a dodge and you dodge out of the way. And then to do like a more powerful attack, you have to, you know, you dodge and then attack right afterwards. Yeah. And I think that's what they consider a perfect attack, which doesn't I think make that's s- what they're counting. It's a counter and it's not really a perfect attack, but that's what they're calling it. I, th- I think you're I, right. I think that's what they're calling it. The counter is their the perfect attack. 
But that doesn't even make sense because when you're when when you say perfect attack, what I'm thinking is okay, I chained the square attack uh-huh. buttons without getting hit. Or uh-huh. I pr- timed my attack presses at the right times. That to me sounds like, oh, that's a perfect attack, not a counter attack. <laughs> right, because attack and counter are two different things. <laughs> you know, but, you can't have a perfect attack. If it's a counter, you have to be attacked first. So it's, so it's a defensive maneuver. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I yeah, will I say think that's just labeling. I do in I do like how they've they've set it up so that you can uh interrupt your own attacks to dodge. Yes. Yes. So you're um, not stuck in an animation. If you're, you know, pummeling on somebody and then here comes a big heavy and you see the red marker come up behind you, you can just dodge right then and there. And they stop their yep. attack and they move. You can so, cancel out, yeah. Yeah. Being able to cancel out of attacks like that is great. And uh, one of the downsides for a lot of these, um, you know, a lot of a lot of different games that do uh, dodges or uh, parries or anything is that they force you to finish the animation. Yeah. Yeah. And then some of them will be like, you finish the animation and then you get hit and you will either take damage or you'll take damage and then get knocked out of the animation. So now you have to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Now Gotham Knights does do the later, the ladder, yeah, the, later. the ladder, the ladder. Um, but there are upgrades that you can do. And I'm playing as Batgirl. And one of Batgirl's upgrades is that when you're doing a heavy attack, or there's another one where you, if you're doing one of the, um, momentum attacks mm-hmm. even if you if they attack you you don't get um knocked Stunned out of your or, animation yeah yeah i think i think i'm playing as a red hood and i think he has that too or something similar to that uh something that's similar to that effect yeah um, the one and one thing that and i know there's probably gonna be people that disagree with me. i mean there's obviously people that disagree with me but there's probably gonna be a lot of people that disagree with me i like the fact that i don't have a, a chain combo number thing going on yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind seeing. I, yeah, I, I don't like in the Batman game. It was fine in the Spider-Man games. OK, but like I ended up, I realized I ended up finding myself just wanting to chain and raise that number up more than I than beating the, the, the stage or the people up. Like without that number, I'm less likely to be like, oh, I need to chain these all together to 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 make sense. Whereas now I'm actually playing it to make it kind of look cool. Yeah. Like uh, Red Hood, because he uses guns. I was showing Keegan. I'm like, hey, look, you can do this. You can, I could be beating someone up and then I'll press down and triangle to shoot my gun behind me. And he does like a no look shot. <laughs> and it just looks cool. You know, or like I'm seeing someone run and I can shoot to the side. Like that I think is cool. And But if I had that number ticker, I wouldn't have tried that. Yeah. Now, th- if there was a second PS5 in your house and a second copy of this game, uh, that would be fun to play three of us together. Yes. Um, which we haven't even gone into yet is how well the co-op is um, integrated. Yeah. Like, um, you can just hop into someone's game and... Con- well... You know, well, wait a minute. You can just <laughs> hop into someone's game and continue playing through. And when you get back to your game, if there were any missions that you had done 
early because you were playing someone else's game um, and they were far farther ahead of you. The your game will ask you, hey, you've already done this. Do you do you want to play it again or do you just want to skip it? So yeah. that's great. And more games that do need to do co-op that. should do that. Yeah. Well, I also like like we were playing that one of the missions and it I got kicked out halfway of the mission. Um, and oh, this yeah. was one issue. I got kicked out because of some network issue. And then I could never get back into that mission while I you had- were playing it. I had to finish the mission. It wouldn't yeah. let you back in for some dumb reason. Like it would let you in and then kick you right out. <laughs> kick me right back out. Right. So there was some, there's something, there was something in the server. I wonder if that recent patch uh, might have helped that. that. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I did like, I, I thought was pretty cool was I got kicked out of the mission and I had to, you know, I had to start that mission over uh, on my own, which I wasn't even at that point anyway. But when I did start that mission, it, registered the chests those special chests yeah that i got with you it registered those in my game so i had already you know i had like i had already picked those up so i'm like oh i don't have to go back and find this chest again right so that was that was pretty nifty yeah um i like i like that um and then i like the fact that it's almost like a drop in drop out and it's and it's fun because you can go do something else while i do another thing and it's you're not That's tethered fine. to one another. So, yeah. you know, you can go opposite ends of the city and you can do whatever you want to do and you both get experience for it. Yeah. And the the only negative to that is you'll get experience, but like if you drop any like of those clue things, yeah. you have to you would have to be there to pick it up. It's like a drop. I kind of get it. It, it makes sense cuz it, if it's acting like a drop, like a uh, a rarity drop, then you know, you should be at the location and yeah, that makes sense. Um, one of the bigger things I did, I don't say dislike, it's just kind of weird is they give the host like overall power of everything. Right. They <laughs> so, like, don't, there's mm-hmm. nothing. They don't include the, uh, the co-op characters character in any of the cutscenes. or yeah. it is quite literally as if you're playing by yourself. Yes. Which yes, in those cutscenes. You know, I'll, I'll go ahead and, you know, what, what you're about to say, but I've got I've got something in regards to how <laughs> co-op games do that sort of thing. And yeah, but go ahead. Go ahead. So I was I was say like, you know, they kind of they give the, the host overall power, which is fine. It makes sense because the host should have that that power. But like there are some things that the the multiplayer person, the person coming in can like suggest to the host. But when the host plays a mission the mo- the the player the person in the world with you just gets like a timer in the top right and it's yep. not even a very like la- like visible timer so if you're like in in middle of a mission or doing something it'll just the host will do a mission and then it'll take you out of it yeah there's no like hey do you want to join uh, right you know yes or no uh, would you like to do this it is quite literally the host is like okay we're doing this right now <laughs> You're doing it and, um, you know, enjoy that. Um, it, 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 so, and, but I understand that to a degree, but it would have been nice if they don't want to make it so that the host can do a mission and you do, you know, side quests, because that might maybe take a lot of effort or, or processing power. Then at least at the minimum, you know, be like, uh, when the host picks the mission, it says waiting for, you know, waiting for um, multiplayer or waiting for partner or whatever. Right. And then that, 
partner is given like a timer and said uh, very blatantly on the screen is given a timer and said host would like to do this mission. You know, at least it's more obvious and you can see it and they can finish up quickly or something. Oh, um, yeah, I agree. Uh, it's just not as I don't think it's as blatant as it could be. It, it just seems like a little like ticker, you know. Um, and if you're paying attention to like the top, I think it's the top right of the screen. It's like, oh, crap. OK, you want to do something. Yeah. Yeah. A little more warning or a little more just, you know, putting that information front and center to let the other player know that, hey, this is happening. Or would right. you like this to happen? Maybe you should but, have like a discussion with a, your host. <laughs> I was going to say having a having a both ways, a like, you know, the host wants to do a mission. It says, would you like to do this mission? Right. Or vice versa with yeah. the the. Just just having a like a a, a question <laughs> to it. Um, ideally, what I would like is to have the. Would you like to do this mission? No. Okay. Well, the host still gets to do it, and you can do something else. Yeah, I can understand why because you know that would end that up takes loading. a lot of processing and yeah yeah. But would be nice. Although I don't know why you'd want to go and do some of these uh, missions where you know you have to load in without your partner <laughs> because right. boy. Doing co-op in those missions, even though it scales the difficulty, which I'm not a big fan of, uh, mm-hmm. even though it scales it, it is a, it feels a little easier and it feels a little more fun to have that partner there so that you can be like, you know, trying to plan out a stealth attack or plan yeah. out who you're going to take out first or how, you know, you're going to go about defeating these guys so that the other person can go do this. Though doing those uh you know missions that way are is great yeah it, it was it's kind of like that's what i wanted out of a multiplayer assassin's creed <laughs> oh sure yes so real well i guess real quick just to kind of go over what i mentioned earlier you, you the the host character is the main character your other character doesn't appear at all during cutscenes or anything in fact once a cutscene finishes and the camera pulls back behind your character or the host character, there's a point where on the co-op character screen, it pulls behind the host and then your character just kind of slides on in. He kind of like, or she kind of steps in like, Oop, I'm here. Right. <laughs> it's like, okay, guys, I'm back. <laughs> Which that's, you know, unintentionally funny. Right. But so there are games where I don't mind that happening. And that's usually games that, include the same character multiple times so like yes. a halo would it be great if there were two master chiefs in the cutscene? technically two different characters sure but because they are the same technical character i don't you mind are, that as much story-wise right because you're both that character and essentially you're both absorbing it in the yeah. same way it's just you know i'm i'm doing a little bit of suspension of disbelief in that there's two of the same character running around now, when you have two different characters, actual characters, and you don't include one in the the story, in the cutscene, that's when things get a little weird. Because, wait, we're two different people, and I'm following you around, but when you're talking to the enemy or they're talking to you, they don't acknowledge that I'm here at all? So, that's where I kind of run into, like, well, that's that sucks. <laughs> that's That's a poor experience, a co-op experience. Yeah, that's that's what they do here. And I, I really wish they would have had the 
they would have they would have done that from the get go, knowing uh, how some you know the the processes work when it comes to actually uh, building that out though is a lot of work. You know, you've got multiple lines that need to be read. You've got multiple, uh, you know, renderings that would have to occur if you're rendering the video or if it's in real time. If it's in real time, you got different animations for, especially when you got four different characters. So you know, that's what sixteen in total <laughs> that you have to factor for. So it is, it's a little disappointing that that's the route they went with, but. The co-op is fun enough that I I kind of just let that slide a little bit. Yeah, and I I get I mean it makes sense, you know. <laughs> the way that the way that they've added it in in the multiplayer. I mean, they can't do everything and it's time for them to to fix it. Yeah. So Scott had reviewed this game on the PC and his review is up and I'm going to spoil the score because I agree with it. He gave it a 3 out of 5. And I think this is a good solid three, bumping up against four, but I think it's a good solid three. And I'm just having a lot of fun with it. <laughs> now, the other thing I've been playing before uh, Gotham had uh, revived from Gamefly was uh, Disney Dreamlight had an update for, I guess, their Halloween update where they included Scar and oh, kind of opened up the the now i'm drawing a blank what the name is but basically the wildlands area like sacred the pride lands yeah the sacred yeah. lands i guess i think it's what sacred lands or something like that so they've opened that up a little more and you go and you do your missions with scar there's actually a cave there that you can go in now and i swear when you go in that cave <laughs> the first thing i thought of when i saw all the stuff in there i'm like are they gonna are they gonna put the uh the dwarves from Snow White in the game because <laughs> it really feels like the cave that they mine out of. Or if you've ever seen that uh, Snow White ride uh, at Disneyland World, one of the two, where it's you're on a uh, a mine cart and all the Snow White characters are everywhere, and the uh, the the dwarves are prominently featured in that. It just looks like that. And you can go in there and there's more um, gems that you can harvest from there and earn more money and everything. You can mm. do a nice little um, path, a nice little round of going in the cave, come out of the cave, go over to the opposite side of the island where there's more um, like iron and more rare uh, gems finish up with that, run back over to the other side. And <laughs> you can just do that loop for a long while, sell all your stuff, make a lot of money, and keep going with the game. So I have I have completed about four more characters, I think, if I remember right. All the frozen ones, so Anna, Elsa, and Kristoff are done. I finished up Mickey and Minnie. And I... Did I I think I finished up Donald. I don't remember now, but uh, working my way through trying to finish more of them up and uh, enjoying my time doing so. I'm excited for when uh, the Toy Story stuff comes out in November. Yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten back into Dream Love. I need to. But, you know, hey, you know, Gotham came out and I'm mm -hmm. having fun with that. So <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, we are <laughs> we are about an hour 30 into this. so. 
Well, maybe closer to maybe an hour and uh, 25. Who knows? <laughs> so let's get into our topic. Now, this yes. week, we decided let's let's discuss some of the video game myths uh, that have not plagued, but have overseen the gaming landscape uh, through many years. Eric's put together a list of uh, myths from various websites and various uh, areas that he's, you know, he's being able to, I guess, pull them from. So what is the first one on your list? What what is this one? All right. The first one on the list is probably one a lot of people uh, have heard of in some sense is uh, you can get Mew in red versus blue. Uh, by hiding, because oh, Mew is hiding under the, the van or truck. I was about to say, this is the truck that's over by the SSN, if I remember yes, right. And yes. And the, the myth was, if you could get over to the truck, you could, uh, you know, basically, you know, you click on the truck with the A button or something, B button. Yeah. Or, and Mew would pop out. Right. Obviously, that's not Not the case. true. Not and, true. And it's be- it really started because people swore there had to be a reason for the truck right that was like the the thing like there's no reason why they would program this in here and put this in here uh because there's no no other thing that serves as set decoration elsewhere that big um right that's what it was you would there's a purpose to it because it stands out you would think that that's there something needs to happen there but it turns out anyway mew was a late addition to pokemon by yes. the uh the programmer and when they found out that he had added it, this new character they decided okay well it's going to be a one-off thing that we're only going to give out during like special events and that's yeah. the only way you can get Mew without hacking Legit- the cartridge right right <laughs> without having a a car hack cartridge hack or if you're playing it on on emulator uh you're doing an emulation cheat now yeah. I w- I want to add another one in here, which I don't think is on your list uh, that. And this is more, I guess, superstition than myth. (laughs) But when you throw a Pokeball out and (laughs) you hold down the B button in hopes that that'll actually help catch the Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah, no, that doesn't work. It doesn't Uh, work. There is an algorithm catch rate. (laughs) But it makes you feel good. It makes you feel better. (laughs) Yeah, that's more of like. It fits, but it's definitely more of like a superstition. Um, and I mean, everyone has those like superstitions oh, of yeah. like, you know, how it is. I mean, like, there's always that like people go, oh, the, the, my input, the game is capturing my input and it's taking my input and realize reading what I'm doing. So then it's going to counteract what I'm doing because of my input. Like, that's another kind of like superstitious myth uh, that I've heard. Oh, it's yeah. like, you know, the game is obviously capturing your input. Yes. But, the the AI is not it, it's not reacting to your input bef- you know before it happens like it's it's not cheating in that sense. Um, but yep, that's one. Uh, another one that I, you know again, this is these are just like bigger things that I know a lot of people have heard of in some sense, and maybe the younger viewers may not have or maybe have heard in passing because it is such a common thing back in the old days but right. don't know where it came from um there's obviously way back in the day when the first Tomb Raider game hit you know, oh you played i think i know where you're going with this one laura croft and on the playstation there was a rumor that there was a secret code that could make laura naked yep 
Yep. If you were to input the right code or if you were on the PC and you did the right co- console command or something mm-hmm. that, yeah, it would end up, you know, it would be just a, a naked polygon lady. And right. obviously that's not true because it's all textured. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's, it, the, the, there was nothing that could come off of that. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know if it, if, if it mentioned it in your research or anything, but because that that cheat, quote unquote cheat, was so mm-hmm. prominent, featured in magazines and uh, articles and everything, that for the second game, mm-hmm. there was a a cheat you could input, and it was basically I think it was called Nude Raider, and when you put the cheat in, it what did it do? It it Laura would turn around and like shoot the camera or something. Yep. Or it was obviously a joke. Yeah. They activated, they activated like, okay, people are doing, yeah, doing this. And I think it was that they, she turned around and shot the camera or shot at the camera or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, that's the kind of thing that developers, I like about developers. It's like, take this thing and, and make it, put it in the game or put, um, allusions to it in the game. Kind of thing like, oh yeah, we're, we're hearing you. We're seeing what you're doing. Yeah, listening to the the narrative that the fans are you know making around the game, right? Uh, another one that I know is a pretty big, and this is just because GTA has been around for a long time. When I'm talking say, about you say GTA, the first thing I'm going to say is Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. Is that there's a Bigfoot hiding in San Andreas? Yeah, that that's probably the biggest uh, myth that's out there that has been debunked many times in that and people still they still, still believe it like their bigfoot is not in the game code like there is no 3d mesh there is no texture of a uh anything that's resembling a bigfoot people have combed through all the data files mm-hmm. he, he, you know he's not in there but you know right. people still believe and in fact, it got to a point where, again, developers listening, that mm-hmm. in Red Dead Undead Nightmare, they included Bigfoot. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say that, yeah. They didn't include it in GTA, but they put it in Red Dead. Yep. Yeah. And it, it, to, to go along with this, you know, GTA 5 has its own Bigfoot moments where, same thing, people are thinking, is Bigfoot in here? And now there's stuff with aliens and stuff with uh, Mount Chiliad, where there's mm-hmm. bigger outside narrative that possibly, you know, there's some more secret stuff in GTA 5 people haven't found. So the myth continues on. <laughs> right. And, and that one is a myth that uh, that Rockstar has like denied, but has come back and like added in later games. Like, yeah, they're they're being very being cheeky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, another one that maybe the younger viewers may actually know, um, Hero Brian. I'm not too familiar with Hero Minecraft. Brian. I just know so, of the name. Yeah, so Hero Brian is said to be a character in Minecraft, in the original Minecraft game. Okay, mind you, this is a thing. A non-modded Minecraft game that uh, would come in and steal blocks and make make pyramids and towers and stuff like that um he was just the regular steve skin but with white eyes right, right. white eyes 
Um, the first mention of it was, I believe, on I believe it was on 4chan. <laughs> uh, Which, I can believe it. That out of the gate instantly makes it go, oop, okay. Yeah. Red flag. The, yeah, the, your red flag should go up already. It's like, mm, I don't know about this. Yeah, and for the younger viewers, 4chan, it's just, it's, what is it called? I guess it's a chat service. It is a, um, um, oh, there's a, there's an actual name for it. It's basically a, a message board. Yeah. Um, and it's got a bunch of just, weird stuff on it you know they've got like a creepy what's called i guess now called creepy pasta on um reddit but just stories that they take from elsewhere and kind of make you know people make stories out of it yeah and I mean, that's 4chan hmm? was reddit before there was a reddit exactly there you go that's a great yeah that's a great analogy um and that's where it first appeared and it was like you know this dude uh basically edited pictures with he, the the hero Brian in it to create this like story, um, but no one really cared about it, so it like kind of went away. And then someone else, uh, a popular, more popular YouTuber, uh, picked that up or heard about it and kind of ran with it. Right. Uh, and the, the dude explained what he did. Right. He he talked about like, oh yeah, I took I took ev- uh, pictures and I edited a hero Brian in it and, and then I did this whole thing on a stream where I acted like you no know, I I uh, avoided these areas specifically that were under construction and um then like on the chat something happened and then I closed it because I was a you know I freaked out and then I made the chat feel you know feel like I've you know something happened like he he yeah. explained all of it um so- I got a question then. Was was Hero Brian a creation prior to or after Slenderman? I believe. Oh, you know what? I didn't even check the the right timing. I want to say it was twenty ten. Because Slenderman is obviously an internet uh, creation, uh, yeah. you know, folklore story. So i I have to wonder if if one or the other influenced the other. <laughs> Well, we'll see. When was when did uh, Slenderman like, uh, first appear? I don't know the story. I know the game was somewhere in like 2012, maybe. But um, I don't know when the actual uh, tale was rumored to be started. Uh, okay. Um, so it might have been because so looking up real quick, Wikipedia, right? You know, so that's take with a grain of salt. Yes. It's usually pretty good. Uh, tw- 2009 is when the first, like, real, like, any general appearance on the internet, roughly, came about. Of? Um, of the story of Slenderman. Okay. And okay. 2010 was Herobrine. Okay, so yeah, it, it's very possible that uh, Herobrine is using a form of the Slenderman story then. Right. Which is very, I mean, think about it, it, it is very reminiscent of, of it. Um, and yeah, so, like... <laughs> There were there were stories and I was at one point I be, I kind of believed it because there were stories about like, you know, Hero Brian was actually just uh, a, a glitch with the game where it would have like a ghosting effect of like your character and somewhere else in the world was like a ghosted character doing the exact same thing that you were doing. So there was like some sort of like in the Java code, there was a copy just being done. Um, and then others are like, you know, it's actually not just dead brother, which not doesn't have a brother. <laughs> OK, so that brings up a good one, which 
I don't know if you did you include the cursed Legend of Zelda cartridge in this list? No, because I hate Legend of Zelda. <laughs> okay, so it's along the same lines. There's, you know, the, the myth is that there is this cursed uh, Ocarina of Time uh, Zelda cartridge. And there is this one character in the game who looks like a little wooden statue of Link. And that supposedly is a kid who had this cartridge before and uh <laughs> and he he had an unfortunate accident or something or was murdered and he died and he is now in, inherited in this cart and there's whole lore surrounding it and it it, it kind of falls in that same hero brian thing of like it, when you when you refer to as Notch's brother where yeah. it is a real person who has somehow uh haunted this particular code <laughs> so i want to i want to elaborate a little bit about i didn't put it in there because i hate i don't like legend of zelda it's not because i didn't like legend of zelda it's because with these when i did the research i picked out things that i remember right specifically so i didn't play a whole lot of legend of zelda so that world of like things i never heard of so that i've never heard of that that's kind of nifty so like i didn't i didn't pick out things that like uh was a myth that i hadn't at least had some sort of semblance of understanding or uh hearing of yeah i mean you, if you want to go even deeper there was an old animal crossing one too that was very similar in that uh a kid got transported to this animal crossing island and it turns out that all the animals on the island <laughs> are actually people Actual kids yeah and they were just mutated into the <laughs> It's a whole like what, what creepy pasta. It's a whole yeah. creepy pasta around that, which is <laughs> that's it's something. That's great. Um, here's one that I, you know, generally adults, you know, our age would probably maybe have heard of, but um, I know I remember hearing it. It was this specific one. Uh, there is a there was a rumor that is actually true. It's 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 a myth that is true. Actually, in Excel ninety five, there is a game called the hall of tortured souls and oh, i remember I, I remember this when i was in i did some like um uh cisco training and one of the guys in there told me about this um it's 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 not like crazy it's it's not really s sinister like so the whole thing is that it's just a couple of rooms like basic rooms um and then there's like a door that you can go into and you reveal uh there's like a bridge and then you at the end is like a picture of all the development development team so yeah. that's the whole hall of tortured souls right the development team uh -huh. developing excel 95 yeah so that's that was the intent it was like a joke but it's kind of creepy because it's a bunch of rooms um i don't remember and i was trying to look it up i, ca I can't remember how you got into it um how, what was the what was the uh, specific way of getting into this game um but apparently doing this research found out that's pretty common in Microsoft stuff. <laughs> um, apparently in XL 97, there was a whole flight 3d flight simulator you can do. And in XL 2000, there's a racing game hidden in it. <laughs> Didn't someone program doom to run in XL? Yes. That, but see, that was a, that was a separate. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, not Microsoft. Yeah. No, granted, Microsoft could do that now since they own Bethesda, but <laughs> true. 
I but, mean, she, Doom's been yeah. done on every, freaking everything now. Yeah. <laughs> Can it is it is the test to see if you are, I guess, good at programming. Where it used to be something like recreating one uh, Mario one one or typing out hello world or something mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it is now oh can i get doom to run it <laughs> i've i've done something the in, with the intent of uh, something not meant to be do, to do what it's doing i'm yeah. doing something that it's not meant to do and it's working well yeah um one of them that actually was uh that i hadn't heard of until i listened to a podcast red web um that they do a lot of like um myths and and like um uh, ghost stories and stuff like that that okay. that are that are in the real world. So, so they they don't prove them right or wrong. They just talk about it. Right? Was the uh, I always have a problem saying this. Polybius, Polybius. Oh, oh Polybius. Yes, Polybius. Yeah, yeah. I'm familiar um, with Polybius. So I didn't hear. I didn't knew nothing about it until I heard about this, and I thought, oh, that's crazy. If you want to know more about it, you can go online, or even there's a whole Red Web episode about it. So, you know, you can hop over there, they're, they're on Spotify, and you can listen about it. But then there's, there's plenty of other ones. I mean, it's, it's a pretty out there thing, but very basically, it was a uh, game ca- arcade cabinet that was released in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It was only a ra- launched around, like, the Portland, Oregon area and around that area. Um, and it had, like, strobe light effects, which, which were dangerous and actually caused epileptic seizures. That was confirmed. Um, and then was removed because of this issue. And supposedly the, it's like mind altering or it's like. Right. So the myth is that it, it these uh, effects, the whole game was intended to do that. That the government wanted to test effects on, uh, on children. Right. Um, through games. And there was plenty of stories about like mysterious men in black coming in to check on these cabinets in these game arcades and they only ever went to this one or there was, you know, some that said like they took it away and, um, and that kind of thing. So yep. <laughs> that's yep. one of those, you know, there's no like real definitive, but yes, the Polybius cabinet was a thing. It, it confirmed it was a legitimate thing, but the myth is the stuff behind it. There's a secret rumor that the government was involved. Right. And it doesn't help that the cabinet itself wasn't, uh, mass produced so right you know if there were only ever three or two or even just one made long gone by now so the story right. and, and the myth will live on because there's no way to disprove it also there's no as from what i was looking and what they're saying is that there's no manufacturer that has said yes that was us that made the cabinet kind right. of thing like there's there's nowhere no one that was in with it at the initial time at the initial starting of it to prove or disprove it. So it's just, it's going to, it's going to stay a myth in the background for basically ever. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, Another one that I think a lot of people know about in general, but the newer, the younger culture probably knows of like the memes and jokes about, but don't really know what it's about. Okay. Is Atari's buried games. Oh, Okay. Oh, yeah. Which there's, yeah. So, I mean, go ahead, go ahead and do your, your read on it. Uh, I mean, basically it's just, there's a myth, a bizarre myth that 
In 83, Atari buried thousands of unsold or returned copies of E.T., Extraterrestrial, and Pac-Man in New Mexico. The yeah. games were bad, overproduced. They thought they were going to do really well, and they didn't. Like, they just, they made, this was at that time when there was just so many games on the Atari. And right. It was the whole, not the whole reason, but a majority of the reason for reason. the crash is because there was an oversaturation in the market. and. Right. Atari went and had a a ton of these ET cartridges made when the game was meh, you know, uh, it, for its time it was meh, <laughs> so yeah. it wasn't great. And, and it didn't. The biggest, the big thing was it wasn't great, and it didn't actually follow any story of the movie. Like it, it was literally like the quintessential ET, but to buy the rights and make something just to catch catch on to the movie. Yeah. And just, if you, just to get that. If you, I think, watched the, the was it the Xbox documentary? I think um, Microsoft did that one. Atari where, Game Over? Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, they go and talk to the uh, developer of the game, and basically he had like three months to, to do it. Yeah. So, so that was actually the second part of this, the second part of this uh, thing, the research I found was in 2014, they went in Fuel Industries and Microsoft came together and they excavated the site to what well, the, the theoretical site and did like this whole documentary Atari game over. And they did find 1300 uh, cartridges at the New Mexico site in the landfill, which is funny because this isn't, this particular myth isn't really so much as a myth as it is just like this, this, um, this tale that has, you know, standed the test of time because even back when people were like, "Oh, it, we heard that Atari buried all this, all these cartridges out in the New Mexico desert," when Atari was, you know, broken up and sold off multiple times, people had found documents in, like, um, you know, receipts and everything, basically saying as much that they took dump trucks out there and dumped trash. <laughs> And in that trash was this many items and mm-hmm, this many mm-hmm. things, an itinerary basically saying of what they've dumped. And yeah, ET cartridges were out there. It's just that nobody bothered to go out there and actually dig them up. And then, you know, to help promote, I forget what Microsoft was promoting, but they decided to go ahead and do this um, documentary on it. And, you know, it's a neat documentary. And you get to see all the people go out there and dig up the, the, the spot where they dump the cartridges and as <laughs> right. expected, there's a ton of boxes hey. and cartridges. Yep. Yep. So, and I think, I think the biggest reason for that is because you know, it happened around in 1983 and it didn't effectively be confirmed in 2014. Yeah. Like, yeah. yes, there was, like you were saying, there was um, itineraries and, and uh, invoices and stuff like that, that proved it. But no one actually, like I said, no one actually went out and did it to confirm it. Um, so, I mean, a long time was essentially a myth. Uh, the other one, this one is more, ha- you know, has nothing to do with uh, the newer age. Uh, and a lot of younger kids probably have no idea uh, where this comes from. But I put it on here because it's like, hey, we do stupid stuff now. You know, this is the same kind of stuff. You know, it, it hasn't changed. We've always done stupid things, right? Uh, um, and that's yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's one of those like as a kid, you know, it's hey, your your mom and dad, they also did dumb things. So 
uh, CD fixing a CD with banana or toothpaste. Okay, now, okay, I have not heard the banana, but toothpaste I have. Yeah, so the banana one I hadn't heard of, and that was one of the, apparently a, a very large section of people really believe that if you wiped the the banana on a uh, a scratched disc, it would cure it. It would fill in. They said it would fill in the holes and would dry. Um, clear. So basically, Which that is not true. <laughs> yeah, they're basically thinking the banana is going to end up being a wax, oh, like a wax, exactly. Um, or and apparently, there's also ones that like you can solve it with peanut butter. Um, just well, like like uh, like you would with like a um uh, an abrasive yeah. for uh, a scratch for a car on a clear coat. Now the toothpaste. So that's okay. So there is there is some logic there's some signs it. to that yeah there is because you know with glass with clear plastics with clear coats to get them rebuffed and clear as resurfaced day, is what they call it yeah. yeah you resurface you're basically taking an abrasive you are scratching that surface to heck and back to get out all the impurities and then you're putting over top of it a new clear coat layer that is going to fill in those holes and basically make it look like those cracks are invisible or those scratches are invisible. So the logic is there behind the CD portion because it's plastic. So it's a clear plastic and the actual layer that's underneath is what's being written too. So the thought process is you scratch it all up to get rid of all the scratches, impurities, and then you go back over it with a you know, some sort of lubricant, some sort of wax, and it'll, again, fill in those pieces of plastic scratches, make it look clear, and the laser won't bounce off in multiple directions, causing your disc to have a read error. Right. If you do it it right, you can save some discs that way, but it's not a, it is not a guaranteed method. No, and so... Because you can do that on your car's clear coat with toothpaste. Very fine surface scratches. Yeah, a lot of people right? are are doing that as like a life hack now for right. clearing up your uh, lenses, lenses on your old plastic lenses on your cars. Yep. Yeah. And when, that's been that way for years. The thing there, people, I mean, yeah. And the thing people forget to do when they do that hack <laughs> yeah. is put a clear coat, something yeah. over top of it. Uh, that is going to, you know, Keep fill in all fogging. those holes. So, like, <laughs> people will take the toothpaste or uh, other hacks and everything and do the elbow grease and get it all cleaned off. And, yeah, it's going to remove the yellow. But when it when it's wet, it looks clear because all the holes that you've just created or the scratches you've just created are filled in. When it dries, you're going to see that haze. So that's why you need to put some sort of lens protector over top of it. Um, and that's what you get in those like um, headlight kits for like McGuire's and everything. Right. It's a two step right. method. You've got the sandpaper basically, and then you've got the clear to go over it. So that's. Yep. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same principle. Um, and it works. And I mean, that's what they're. They have. CD. Well, they had CD repair kits and that's what they did. So it is a thing. It's just it's not just the toothpaste. You're only doing 50 percent of the work. <laughs> Yeah. So it won't necessarily fix it. And it's only if it's surface scratches. If there's a gash, if you can feel it oh, yeah, the, with the, your finger, it's it's gone. It's gone. And if it's, there's any damage to the top of the disc, it's gone. It's done. Um, another one, which is one of those, like, 
listen, if you were ever a video gamer in any way, um, you knew this hack. You knew this life hack, and it worked. This was a thing. And Sometimes it does work. <laughs> blowing on game cartridges. It's just not good for the contact points on your cartridge. Right. Well, the whole thing is, like, if there was dust, yes, a possibility. But uh, for there to be that much dust in, in it, blowing it would do it. But, like, by just shoving it back in is the is what was happening is that was the definite that was the reason why it worked it wasn't because you blew on it it was because you took it out and put it back in and you you removed the the issue the contact issue um being so i i i'm an electrical engineer but i have like a background in pcbs and and green boards and micro components that is the case blowing on it might get the dust out but you're actually more likely to have the the metal contacts push the dust away and make that uh, just make a better contact. Yeah, and the <laughs> hot air that you're blowing into the cartridge mm-hmm. is going to cause them to get um, damp. Condense, it's yep, and rust. <laughs> right, and that actually makes it worse. Yeah. So it was a fun thing, and as a kid, you know that's what you thought was doing it. When in actuality, it was just the fact of putting it back in uh, fixed it. Uh, this next one is one that. I remember hearing about mm-hmm. when I was younger, but I kind of very quickly just kind of, you know, fiddled away in my mind uh, was the Sega blast processing. Oh, <laughs> blast processing. Yes. OK. Yeah. And, and uh, I don't know if that's a myth as much as it just it, it's it was marketing. More like a marketing. Exactly. People believed it. And yes, at the time, the Sega was uh, le- was technically superior but it wasn't the blast processing because apparently, you know, it was coined that the trick would intermittently allow you to have more power for the hard- hardware, which is like a blast process. Right. Um, they were using that, it to help, uh, you know, sell the console along along with uh-huh. Sonic because he, he, look how fast he moves. So right. the only way to be able to do that is with the Genesis because of its blast processing. Well, and it's funny because... Where it all stemmed from was a producer trying to describe, stri- trying to describe it, and he called it a blast processing. He was trying to describe how the Genesis did what it did, not having any technical understanding. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then Sega just rolled with it, which, hey, on Sega's part, it's a great right? marketing term. It's a great marketing term, exactly. It, it, it's a nice spin to it, and it sounds great, right? Uh, so that was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, one that like yeah, I I it brought back up that memory. Uh, another one, which I think he's even still used to today, is the Alt F4 will fix such and such uh, on your PC. Is that a myth or is that just trolling? <laughs> it's it's trolling, but I wanted to bring it up because it's one of those like, hey, people t- newer kids nowadays or just people nowadays talk about trolling is unreal and it was ridiculous and everyone you know everyone's got anonymity and behind the behind the internet listen guys this has been happening since pcs were invented and you could contact another pc without leaving your desk <laughs> yeah this was that if, if for people that don't know alt f4 what does it and what does it do on your computer it closes your window it closes your window Right. And that is that is a Microsoft Windows thing. That's a hotkey. I don't key. know if it's on the Mac. <laughs> it's a hotkey. Um, uh, and probably people don't. Command 
F4 command. command something. Right. It m- might be. I, I haven't had a Mac know that, but that makes sense. But Alt-F4 on, on a Windows product will close the window you're as currently active. So if, you're, if you're using a, um, let's say you're writing up something in Microsoft Word and you forgot to save and someone says, hey, if you do Alt-F4, it'll actually blah, blah, blah this in Word. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And then you close out your document. And before a time where there was a, hey, did did, did you want to save? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that you would lose everything. So what happened, and happened a lot of times in World of Warcraft and the, these kind of you know multi, massively multi online games, people would type in the chat, how do I swap my weapon? Someone goes, Alt F4. Oh, and great. They, and then they close and then they did. And then they'll see you know, everyone on the thing would laugh because you'd see so-and-so player quit. Yeah. After, you know, asking this question. So trolling has been around since you could talk to other people because on online because people are mean. It's not new. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I, but that's why I threw that in there. Just, hey, it's not new. People are mean online. Just be cautious of what you do and who who you take information from um one of those one of these um things like the uh that we were talking about the bigfoot in gta uh where the developer didn't do it at first it wasn't actually there wasn't a thing but then later on added it is uh cow level oh from diablo secret cow level from diablo yes it was rumored that the first Diablo, when it was launched, that there was a secret cow level. If you click the cows in the game repeatedly, you would end up in a cow, a secret cow level. There was no such thing in the original Diablo. That was <laughs> not a thing. Never programmed. Someone decided that that would have been funny. However, Blizzard thought it was such a funny idea, they added it in Diablo 2. Um, or the, the general concept. They put it into Diablo 2. So in Diablo 2... There is a cow level. Yep. It's like bright and colorful and uh-huh. has rainbows everywhere. Yep. Rainbows. And it's, it's, in, it's just ridiculous. And it's, it's a, it's a great thing. I think of, again, a developer listening and seeing the community. Uh, now this is back before all of a lot of blizzards issues is currently, obviously. Um, and what the co- company used to be, but that kind of thing. Uh, the next one, which is probably more, again, uh, is more um, known nowadays, is the Madden curse. Yeah, I guess that one is... Again, superstition. Superstition more than yeah. myth. But yeah, it's, it, is, it is interesting to see how the, um, not ratio, but... Um, I'm I'm drawing a blank on what what the word is like the probabilities uh end up end up favoring the curse <laughs> yeah. because it just when when basically when the Madden curse is when a player is on the Madden cover their next year or next couple years end up being some of the worst years that they have either stat wise either outside of football uh, or just just terrible in general, and by probability that makes sense because usually when you have a really good year, then you're gonna get asked to do a lot of promotional stuff. Mm-hmm. Madden cover being one of them, 
And sometimes you're just not as good this, the following year after that because of everything that is happening around you. So, right. you know. Well, what Madden, happens, your biggest thing is what happens is like if you, and I have like a general list from just to up to 2018. 1999 was Garrison Hurst. Uh, I don't remember directly off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure that was like his rookie, the, the year before was like his rookie year. Was that the Titans guy? No, that was uh, San Francisco. Titans was Eddie George. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is, a lot of these, you got Garrison Hurst, Barry Sanders, Dorsey Levins, Eddie George, Dante Culpepper, Marshall Falk. That's from 99 to 2003. And Michael Vick to, to 2004. A fair amount of those guys, except for Barry Sanders, uh, and I think Dante Culpepper, uh, a fair amount of those were like newer players and they were in their rookie or sophomore year. And look at any, just about any football player or sports player. Your sophomore and junior years tend to be worse than your breakout year because mm -hmm. like with Michael Vick, the whole reason Michael Vick was so dominating was because it was one of the first times in newer history where you had a quarterback that could run like a running back and teams didn't know how to in the current time didn't know how to 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 defend against that because at that you know at those 2000 years most of your quarterbacks threw for you know yards threw for many yards so like they didn't know how to counteract a running quarterback a quarterback that could run as fast or better than most running backs so they mm -hmm. couldn't figure it out that first year after that first year You've got game planners. You've got these people that do defenses that are working against him. Yep. So yeah, your next years are going to be much more, much more difficult. And then after that was the whole, that was his own personal issue of dogfighting and stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but a, a lot of these, a lot of these players were either new and their next years were not going to happen well because they, you know, they couldn't, you can't match that first year or the rookie breakout year, or they were older. And they were actually on their way out in a general sense and just had a good previous year. Yep. So it, it's all coincidental. <laughs> yep. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's all, you know, it's probability. It's all just, you know, it, it's not, it, it's not a curse. It's just picking, <laughs> picking the right, right people, well, quote unquote, right. the right people. <laughs> right. And then you look at them like some, you know, people will say, well, what about the ones that got injured? Like Eddie George, he got injured. That's why he had a terrible next season. He's a running back and it's he ran with his head. It was bound to happen. He, what he happened? He had a concussion and a, and a neck injury that took him out the next year. I mean, you're hitting as a running back, you were hitting people consistently. Yes. The running, running backs had the, had the highest rate of injuries. I mean, because that's yeah. what they were doing. They were they were hitting people with the ball. So, you know, a, a fair amount of them were running backs and they got injured the next season because, you know, your body can only take so many hits before it breaks down. Right. <laughs> uh, one of them that I think I guess you would have to have been uh, alive and like presence as a, you know, a more political sense. Um. Is in like the 2000s with the whole Saddam Hussein, you know, political issues from the president of Iraq. Uh, he stockpiled PlayStation 2s. And it was said that the reason he did that was to 
get the chips so that he could put the chips, wire them together to build a heat seek or a um, smart missile. Yeah, and this falls just under that same category of, you know, there's there's logic behind it, but people just don't understand it. Um, right. You know, can you? Maybe. Is it uh, is it <laughs> fruitful to do so? No. No. <laughs> uh, so you'd have it's... better luck wiring up a bunch of PS2s to make a, a you know, a, 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 oh, a farm of. Yeah. A server or something. A server farm. Than yeah. trying to pull the chips out and make it a missile. Right. Well, and, and the whole thing was like, you know, is because the PlayStation 2 had this amazing 128 bit processor over over some other thing. You know, it was just so much power, more powerful. And you could certainly use a guided missile. You could. But, you know, one, you'd have to string together, like, I think on the article, it specifically says 10 to 20. Um, that's from like a what, ZDNet source. So, like, that was very specific, but you would have to string together a fair amount. And then on top of that, you would have to have, you would have to have software that would need to have been developed either by the chip maker or by engineers at many years after the debut of the PS2 to really, to, to, to have it work like that. It would be a software that wasn't, you had to invent it, right? So it takes time to understand that kind of process. By that time, you may as well just use what you have instead of, you know, sourcing a bunch of PlayStation 2s to get this chip. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it, it's just not it's not feasible. It doesn't make sense. No. Um, one on here that I think and I was actually a, um, a believer in it for a long while. Again, I'm also young, uh, younger at the time is that Pong was the first game. Yeah, no, that's um, that, oh, what's his name? The the gentleman who made that tennis game on the oscilloscope. That's technically the very first um video game. Uh, and um, then there was like the I guess you can say the first released video game was something else. Yeah, so it said the, it says on my research here the first released video game, which I guess you can consider a a video game for the masses, right? Uh, it was called Computer Space. Oh, okay, uh, Space it, War. It came from a space war, exactly. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, they... Um, oh, shoot. What is that guy's name? I'm going to have to go look this up real quick. Um, <laughs> I can, well, I can and picture him. The whole reason Pong became known uh, known as the first game is because uh, Space War, a computer, computer space, was too difficult. <laughs> Ralph Bear. <laughs> Ralph Bear, they, yeah. There you go. I, I, of course, I wouldn't have put that name in there. Yeah, that's but, the yeah. gentleman who... Um, basically designed a tennis game that to be played on his oscilloscope at work. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that, so what the first like game, what I'm talking about is, yeah, the first game that was like produced intent was for that. But yeah, the oscilloscope was the first actual like game. But even then before that, I guess you could say there was probably others that just no one knows about. Right. Possibly. <laughs> um, then the last two here are just like, I guess, a political, like, I don't know, political, just like a general, um, what has happened uh, through the many, many years. And it's becoming more and more pro uh, prevalent that this is the case that like, you know, if video games aren't for kids, obvious, like the video games, the, the, the myth is that video games are for kids. Kids it, love video games. Well, and that's yeah, because it, it's seen as a, a children's hobby. Yeah, right. And by obvious, like now at this point in time, you know, I'm 36, 
36? 36. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in my mid-30s, right? Yeah, so go with that. There are plenty of other people that are, are older than me, the 40, 50s. I mean, isn't isn't um, the guys of Nextlander, aren't they like 40-something? Like Ye- mid-40s to higher, low 50s? They are upper 30s uh, are they upper 30s okay. low 40s yes low 40s okay so they're they're older right and they still play games and people listen to them um but you know the the there's the stigma not stigma but the, the the myth that video games are a toy for children and they're that is the overall end end goal for all video games and that's what video games are for but apparently in twenty, you know, in in twenty eleven, so many years ago, twenty eleven, fifty fifty three percent of gamers fell within the range of eighteen to forty nine, and the average gamer was thirty seven in twenty eleven. Whew! All right, yeah. Um, this is a source from that's from the ESA. Uh, gamers fifty and older currently, also from the ESA, represent twenty nine percent of the market, and only eighteen percent of gamers are under the age of eighteen. So the majority of the gaming market is now actually 50, 30 to 50-ish, the adult, the adult world. And that makes sense, right? Because we grew up with games. Like that was our, that was our casual thing. That was our, that was our pastime. That was what we did. And that's what we used to entertain ourselves. You know, I'll bet if you go into it and look at studies or look at, uh, um, Mark uh, numbers, you could probably find the decline of theater and movie and the increase of video games are directly linked. Yeah. You know, the could, things yeah. that were, were entertaining or, you know, were no longer out. You, know, you weren't going out to do these things. Right. I mean, it, when, when, you're, when your free time is being taken up by another thing, then you know, you're going to do less of the other things that you used to be able to, not used to be able to, but used to want to do. Right, exactly. Um, and the last one, I just, you know, I, I want to throw in here, um, video games lead to social isolation. Okay. Which, that's just an, a misunderstanding. Of- it's a misunderstanding. Um, yes, th- again, just like everything in the world, um, you can be addicted to anything. It, it, because the, it's not the more or less, it's not the addiction, the, the item that's addictive. It's the person has an addictive personality. Yeah. Uh, and is more susceptible to addiction um, or more susceptible to giving into these into the uh, hormone hormonal responses that these things give. Um, but social isolation, it, it, I mean, that can be with anything. It really can. Like board games could ca- cause the same kind of isolation. But it's not the board game. It's not the act. It's not the action. It really is the person. It's the internal uh, uh, internal response of the person that is causing these things, um, not the not the outlet that they've chosen to use. Right. So Alex, I, that was just one of those I wanted to, to bring out because, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, and I, I go through it, too, with my son. You know, Keegan plays a lot of video games and has been a plenty of times where i'm like hey you've been down here for eight hours uh, over the the summer we haven't seen you except for lunch and dinner you know socialize with with friends <laughs> get out of your cave um but he's not he's not socially isolated he's not stunted because uh, socially because of that it's it's 
it's just an understanding of what is important and yeah, pulling yourself out of it. Pretty much. But it's not video game. It's not video games fault. It's no. not, it's not the, you know, it's not going to, that's the thing. The video games are not going to make someone who isn't in that mindset be in that mindset. No, they're, they're already there. Yeah. <laughs> they already have that mentality. Uh, they're, they're gonna keep doing it. It, it's the same thing with people who are, you know, uh, who shouldn't be gambling because mm-hmm. they will dive too, too headfirst into it. Right. Well, and I even liken it and I get, I get a lot of pushback from this statement, but I even liken it to the same thing of sports. You can have the same thing with sports. Those people, it's the only reason it's okay is because it makes money or it can become a job or, you know, it's seen as a pedestal. But the people that their life revolves around basketball, you know, they watch basketball, they play basketball. That is what they do. That is their thing. It's the same thing. It's just more acceptable because there's an outing to it. Oh, sure. So it it's in the same vein. That person, you put them anywhere else, put them in a different liking of something else that's less acceptable. Then it becomes then it becomes less acceptable. And then now now they are in a a uh, addictive world and it's not because of what they're doing it's because of the personality they have or the the their own internal misgivings well yeah because you know they they're the ones that have the uh, i wouldn't call it problem but it you know it's it's them that are having a hard time with basically putting something down yeah yeah um so that's those are the ones I got. I, again, the first ones I thought were were fun and just things that I remembered um, from my my short time on the earth. All right. Well, I guess um, it's a good place to stop for today. So yeah, two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so enjoy enjoy this nice long one, people. Um, yeah. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. If you haven't yet. Subscribe to the .exe podcast. And uh, did you enjoy today's discussion? Let us know. Send us your comments, questions, topics, and corrections to .exe at savingcontent.com. Or you can leave us a comment to Saving Content on Twitter and Facebook. Saving Content is also on YouTube. So subscribe for video previews, reviews, trailers, and original content like this podcast right here. This wonderful .exe podcast. Are you looking for more gaming discussion, though? Then check out the Saving Content Quick Save podcast with Evan and Scott. Uh, it's a good podcast. You guys should give it a listen. Yeah, get a catch up. Remember to also visit SavingContent.com for the latest news and reviews. We've got a bunch of stuff uh, since the last time we, we've we been uh, meeting <laughs> for a nice podcast. Uh, I put out a jackpot party pack nine review which is very good joe's jackbox games jackbox games rarely ever disappoint nine is a very hard hitting yeah uh also i reviewed autonauts first pirate box and then scott did a few reviews he uh did cultic he had the rocat cinemax air which i believe are headphones uh he did the gotham knights uh review as well as i mentioned earlier Evan uh, reviewed Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope, 
And then Scott also did the Uncharted Legacy Thieves collection for a PC review. Uh, there were a few previews that went up. We got Scott with The Wandering Village, Zero Cyvert, and um, I don't know how to pronounce that. A- Aloth? Aloth? Champions mm. of the Four Kingdoms. Kingdoms. Kingdom. Kingdom. And I don't believe we really had any video content other than what we've promoted before. Yeah. 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 The Yacht Mechanic Simulator was the most recent one. Uh, we've got some more stuff coming down the pipeline. Just got to get to and record and edit. Yeah, well, and that's it. It's life. Like, like always, life gets in the way. <laughs> life gets in the way. Now, before we go, we only ask for one tiny favor. A simple five-star review. You can even do it right in your podcast app of choice. Now, finally, don't forget to tell your friends about us here at .exe. It'll help us grow, and we would really appreciate it. So thank you for listening, and remember, kindness costs us nothing, but it means everything. Good night.